Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Good Grow Great podcast. I'm Talia Toha. So good seeing you. And if you are just new here, joining us from wherever you are in the world, I want to welcome you. This is a beautiful community of listenership. We listen to each other. I definitely get a lot of insights and uh, conversations from people who are listening from, you know, South Africa, from India, from uh, Pakistan, UK, Australia, Asia, and definitely the US as well. And such a range of background, but interestingly, the, the challenges that we all face often are universal. And we're often faced with similar things that we didn't realize other people also face. And I think especially when you are starting something new, maybe you're looking forward to advancing in your career and you're looking forward to starting something new, create a new stream of income, or maybe even just spend more meaningful time you know, with people who you care and uh, who you love, your family, friends, and everything. Whatever it is that you're looking to do, uh, there's sometimes like a little wrench in it, right? And a little kind of uh, bump in the road and you're going oh this is this is hard it's difficult right and I think specifically a lot of people have come to me recently and saying that they are often challenged when they you know maybe they finish working at work and they want to come home or they work from home and what's interesting is when home and work um, often meet and uh, the, the answer and the insights that I hear is often, they're not very positive, you know, like things like, you know, people saying that it's not relaxing, you know, to go home. I just want to relax. I just want to pop in, I don't know, Netflix and that's a good night, but I can't even do that. I'm constantly worried about work or they're working from home and they feel like, you know, they're not getting anything done. So today I wanted to actually share with you Something that's interesting and relevant to this and specifically how I fit back into my old genes and made twice the impact and surprisingly the income as well. And the idea is to give you uh, all of these ideas and innovative ways that you can take inspiration uh, so that you can create a life that is all the more rich. And with that, I want to encourage you to hit that save, download, follow, subscribe, add and button because we are just getting started and we're looking forward to having you join us and listen in on this beautiful, beautiful topic. So let's dive into the solvers. Okay, you guys, so what exactly is happening Um, This is something that's really interesting. A few, I want to say a few, uh, gosh, a few years ago, I had gotten into a position where I work predominantly from home, right? Um, I definitely now predominantly work from my house and, and it's just so much fun because this is really the life that I've always wanted and I have it. But it was an interesting road leading up to it because the minute I transitioned from working offline over to online, Surprisingly, I wasn't really welcomed into this uh, really that glorified uh, image that we keep hearing about. You can just kick back, you work from home, everything's rosy, things get done. 
that wasn't the case for me. And I'm, I'm willing to just be upfront with you guys because if you keep hearing this from other people, yes, that's possible. But what's surprising is that not a lot of people share and talk about how exactly that can be made possible. And I want to share with you what happened when I started going completely online, working really from anywhere, right, on family trips and such. I, I found myself, you know, one morning, because I typically work out in the morning, I go out for a run or a bike ride or, or walk or whatever, something active and just kind of some fresh air, right? And what's weird was that one day, um, you know, I think it was like 10 or 11 o'clock, and I realized that what originally started out uh, as a morning of, you know, just 30 minutes or one hour of activity and uh, fitness or whatever it is, suddenly now I realize have rolled into like a two, three hour, maybe even more ordeal. And I kind of sat there. I remember I was like eating, I don't remember, I was like eating some cereal or eggs or something before I started my day. And I was like, it's like 10 or 11 o'clock. How did this happen? Because I'm not, a lot of people who know me, I'm a total morning person. And, um, you know, my, a lot of people who I know and love and are successful in their way are, are night owls. So for me to then find myself at 11 and having nothing done just yet, and I've only gotten to my, you know, bowl of cereal was kind of shocking to say the least. And I've got at that point, I think I got like, articles that I have to share. And I was on a call with, um, you know, these high level guests that want to come on the podcast. And interestingly, I was still like, you know, eating my cereal. And I'm like, how did this happen? How did it become that half of my day is gone? And, um, and, and I just felt like suddenly that I had lost control over the whole work from home, um, you know, alignment thing that, that I know a lot of people talk about. And I, and I'm just finding that it's interesting how that was the case for me. And it wasn't a good feeling to know that, oh my goodness, I have lost control. Right. And, um, and soon enough, of course, I think that was like a week or two after that, I noticed that I couldn't fit back into my jeans and, <laughs> Some of you guys who don't know me, who've never met me, um, I'm a I'm a petite, you know, Asian woman, and I um, I'm five, you know, I'm just over five feet, so I'm not very tall, you guys, and and you know, and my weight has always been very kind of stable, very medium. I'm neither too um, you know too skinny or too too heavy, like, and it doesn't matter for me as long as it's healthy. Uh, I really didn't pay attention, right? But when I didn't fit into my old jeans, I, I go, okay, that's fine, you know, that's whatever. Um, but what I was noticing was later that month, my energy level started to dip. And not only was my energy level start to dip, I realized that my work started to suffer. Like I couldn't focus too, too much. And I had trouble really doing all of the things that usually come naturally and very easy for me to do as far as work is concerned, right? All the things that I had to do. And I'm like, what is going on here? Is this weird? Like everything was well. I don't have like a health, uh, you know, issue or whatever. Um, and uh, life seemed to be going rosy at home, and, and work seemed just fine. But uh, but my performance dipped, and soon after that, I noticed I was noticing that I had lost um, I had lost a bit of that kind of the passion that I've always had 
in serving and helping and supporting underappreciated yet purposeful, purposeful people. My goodness, I can't even speak now, but purposeful people who are so important for me. And it was, it was kind of a wake-up call for me to realize that something is happening and I've got to do something about it. Uh, because I was noticing that, you know, the level of impact that I was, I was having for the people who I serve, you know, you guys in my audience, people in my newsletter who followed me avidly, and, um, and even my level of income was started to dip. And I was like, okay, now it's really now time to change it, right? Something needs to change because it's just not working. Whatever it is, there's nothing drastic going on, but whatever this is heading to, uh, I don't like the feeling of it, right? And I started to kind of look at what, um, you know, how much time I'm spending on certain things, what it is exactly that I'm doing while I'm, uh, you know, working in my home studio, when I'm out and about, or maybe when I'm traveling. And uh, it's just interesting. I suddenly realized that uh, because of the work from home situation that I was uh, new to, and this is again a number of years now back, um, I wasn't really paying attention into to the hours per se, you know, and and that's why you know nine o'clock uh, quickly became oh you know it's just ten o'clock it's just another hour and ten o'clock quickly became like eleven o'clock in the morning and before I realize it half if not most of the day is gone. And nothing got done, and I felt awful. You guys, I felt so horrible, and suddenly I felt like that creeping feeling that your life is is not really creating the purpose and meaning that you really wanted it to create. And it was just a gut-wrenching and heartbreaking moment for me to realize that I wasn't really, you know, showing up to serve in the way that I um, that I wanted to in the way that I really needed to and the way that people needed me to. And so what happened was, you know, this 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 whole workout uh, was suddenly starting to kind of, you know, take over my entire morning. And it's not to say that you shouldn't work out. But when I realized that, you know, just as difficult as it can be to create healthy boundaries at work, in a work setting, in an office setting, right, or even like a professional corporate setting, it can also be equally, if not more difficult for everyone to, even the most willpowered, you know, strongest people on earth, for all of them to be able to create equal, if not uh, more important boundaries when they're working from home or when they're working remotely or when they're out and about traveling, doing work uh, while juggling life as well. So it's interesting, right? Because they're usually in a setting where other people are involved, where there's like a schedule and all of these things. You have the ability to really just kind of have a calendar. Other people hold you accountable to it and they kind of go, yeah, hey, it's time to jump on this call. It's time to go on this meeting or whatever. But when you're working from home, interestingly enough, it doesn't matter whether you're just starting out or whether you're already 10, 20, 30 years into it in with as your own boss, you know, with 10 to 20 people under your employment, if we're not mindful and watchful and thoughtful about, you know, how we go about our work, the 
you know, the day will start to uh, take over, you know, and if you don't win, um, I always say for me, if, if I don't win the morning, I, uh, it's very difficult to win the day because there's going to be excuses, there's going to be distractions, there's going to be like things coming up, you know, people asking for um, X, Y, Z that perhaps then cut into the ABC of what's important for other people, right? So all these things kind of come up and it doesn't stop. And if we don't take kind of ownership of that morning at first, very, very difficult to finish the day strong. So what to do, right? What to do if this is the type of life that you want to create and yet you're kind of constantly realizing that, oh, I'm spending too much time doing X, right? Spending too much time, a lot of people say it's social media for them. Uh, and so a lot of people are like, yeah, I have, you know, I, I constantly spend all this time on social media, didn't get enough work done or that's work for me, but I'm only getting like one particular client from there, you know, right? So all of these things come up. And so you want to kind of look at uh, a few things. For me, there are really five makeovers that you needed if you're wanting to, uh, yes, have that freedom to work from anywhere, whenever, whatever you want to do, and uh, and still, though, create that level of impact and income that you deserve and, you know, and just that uh, creative ability to create something beautiful. So for me, five things happen, and I encourage you to check it out. And if it works for you, try it out, right? And try it out. And if it works for you, absolutely do it. If it doesn't, tweak it to your liking because this is your life, this is your work. And I want everyone here to be able to really, like I said, uh, own their life and work rather than having their life and work own them. So what does this exactly mean? So what this means is that I want to be able to share with you the five things that work for me. Those five things are, uh, number one, when you're working from home during work hours, treat it like a workplace, right? Um, I know, I know, right? Don't, it's, you, it's not an office. You want to be chill. All good, you know, all good, whatever it is that you want. But I know that what's work for me is when I started to kind of create, and this is really interesting because uh, one of my friends who are interior, who's an interior designer uh, shared this with me and I started to adopt it and it became this beautiful, beautiful uh, way to uh, really, really create a workspace. Now for me, when I started to treat my, uh, my home space as my workspace, things really start to, to take a turn for the better. And what I mean is that certain areas in my house uh, are dedicated for certain things. So I have a home studio where I'm doing this and I'm like, you know, interviewing top level and uh, world-class performers and just beautiful small giants all the way to bigger names. And that studio remains a studio. I don't then bring my lunch over to the studio. I know that I can, you know. I don't then, you know, uh, I don't know, watch Netflix in that studio, even though I have perfect internet access there, right? And so that studio uh, becomes an important space for me to actually do. So that's my brain chemistry. Whenever I approach that space, I know that it's a signal for me to do specific types of work, like, you know, sharing the story with you or sharing, um, you know, other people's conversations, you know, right? All of these things. And 
Uh, and it's so interesting because I never really browsed the internet through that um, from there. Very, very interesting. I can, I don't though, and I don't know why, but now I, I didn't know why, but now I do. It's because uh, you know, our brain gets accustomed to seeing certain visual spaces where you go, okay, well, that's for this, right? Or that's not for this other thing. And the home studio, and again, you guys, don't overthink it. It doesn't mean that you have to like create this massive, you know, cool space where, you know, where, where things are like lights and it's all, it's all fancy. No, 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 no. That's not what I mean at all. Just allocate a space. It can be as small as, as like a 10 feet by 10 feet space. If you're in meters, I, th- I don't know what the, you know, the measurement that is, but it can be even just as small as a place for you to have at least like a, a walking radius, right? A way for you to just kind of move your hand. Like if you lift your hand up to the sides of your body, right? As if you're kind of flying an airplane and then just kind of t- circle around and turn around. And if you have enough space to do that, that's, that could be your workspace at home, right? And then when you come home from whatever, let's say that you have a professional uh, job and you're working corporately, that's your space for that. Um, I know that some of you guys who work in a studio, you're like, Talia, that's impossible. Or, or you guys um, live in a studio apartment, you're like, Talia, that's impossible. I, I disagree. You can make as small of a space. I know friends who started their multi-million dollar business in, 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 with just essentially a stool, a computer, and shoving themselves in a closet. And the closet is not big. It's like, it's literally as tall as a full-grown man, as wide as a full-grown man, and as wide as, a, I guess, another full-grown man. That's how small of a space that you need, um, right? And as long as it is conducive and that's the go-to space for that particular activity, you'd be surprised by how much stuff you get done uh, when you start to carve out and associate certain spaces um, in your life as only for and exclusively for XYZ thing. Yes, of course, you can do all these other things there. Of course, you know, be flexible when you need to be flexible, but setting a, a boundary as a guideline, having a playbook for that space is for work. Um, but if I need to, of course, I can, whatever, you know, I can surf the internet there. That's fine, of course. Uh, grab lunch there. Yeah, of course, absolutely. So that's actually what's interesting was that when I started to carve out a small space for my work studio, I, it just, uh, things started to take off. You know, like I just found that, you know, that's my safe space and that's a space that I actually look forward to going you know, it's kind of creating a micro, uh, micro space for you to, um, you know, to just kind of bounce around from one place to the other, right? I know that a lot of people do this, but I know um, some people bring their devices into their bedroom. I actually have nothing in my bedroom. I don't even have an alarm clock in my, in my bedroom, and I love it. I don't have an alarm clock in my bedroom. Uh, But I always wake up at a certain time, you know, uh, when the sun is still really, really nice and soft. And I never had the need to, um, you know, to just kind of sleep more. I never felt sluggish and my body just wakes up, you know, and I didn't have I don't have anything. No alarm clock, no devices, nothing. And my bedroom is essentially really for us to just pop in uh, turn off the light or turn it down and just relax and go to bed, right? It's so cool because then 
um, you don't get things mixed up. If you're working from home and that's the macrocosm of your world for the most part, yes, of course, you go here and there, uh, you know, the microcosm has to make sense, right? And there has to be this beautiful flow and you want to create it, thoughtfully create it rather than be at the mercy of, you know, oh gosh, you know, I can do anything anywhere, everywhere at any given time in this place. No, right? Take control and take ownership over it, which is so cool. So that's one thing, setting flexible boundaries, even if it's not physically seen, but just having that kind of physical and mental boundary that you can be flexible about, like the majority of the time, that's for that. But sometimes we can use this for other things, really can uh, level up your performance and really protect your time, win back your time. Gone were the days when, you know, like my one hour workout rolled into two hours and three hours. And then before I knew it, nothing got done. So that was one way that I did it. That's one makeover that I did when um, I was working from home that truly, truly tremendously um, created a, a big impact in my in what I do. So thanks. I think thanks to to a lot of people who share that idea. Um, definitely something to try out. Now, the second thing that I was really surprised by when I did a makeover on this particular area in my life, I was absolutely, absolutely thrilled to find that uh, it was something that I should have done, (laughs) you know, a long time. And that's actually similar to the physical boundaries that's flexible. I created time boundaries, created time by what does that mean? Anyway, Talia, what on earth does that mean? So Um, but still keeping in mind that these boundaries are flexible. So my time boundaries are essentially in the early morning from, I don't know, 7 to like 10 a.m. It's dedicated to X, Y, Z activities and only those X, Y, Z activities, right? And then from, I don't know, whatever, 10 to like 1 p.m., I have, you know, ABC activities that's usually on rotation. And then mid to late afternoon, there's this other thing. And then I pull the plug completely at a certain time. Like it doesn't matter if I'm not done with something. It doesn't matter if I things still need to get done. And I know that there's this kind of glorified image that, you know, we have to do whatever it takes, even losing sleep. I personally um, do not subscribe to that approach because when I tried doing that, and I did do that for years and years at the detriment of my own health, uh, it, it wasn't a long-term approach that I appreciated. And it wasn't something that, you know, I think in the in short term, it felt good for us, right? It felt good to me because I'm like, oh yeah, I'm getting lots of things done and I'm overworking and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm working more than other people. It just made us feel good, but it doesn't actually have an infinite strategy to it. And I want to encourage a more infinite approach. And With that, the second makeover that I did was creating that flexible time boundary. Beautifully, uh, it just really created that, the right amount of consistency is probably what I should say, the right amount of consistency that oftentimes can be very difficult for us to achieve, right? Because uh, with a busy life, a lot of things happening, distractions come in and out, and we lose consistency, and that's really not something that we wanted to do. So uh, creating the right consistency through creating flexible boundaries in your time, right? A time 
boundary that's flexible. What do I mean by flexible? It just means that it's pliable, right? So when there is an emergency or something is urgent, yes, you can swap things around, of course. But as a whole, the majority of your time, follow this beautiful guideline. And there's clarity and precision, right? And intention in all of it, which is just fantastic. So that's the second three thing. Number three um, is actually uh, what's kind of interesting to me is a, um, this is a people makeover, right? This is a person to person makeover. And what that means is that I actually uh, spent a lot of time and invested a lot of time and energy uh, making over some of the things that I believe in, right? Like in just kind of things that I thought was useful into things that is, um, is a little bit more aligned. Because as I just mentioned, I thought for a long time that really the way to a fulfilling life is just work your butt off. And I, I disagree. I think we, again, um, that might be useful in certain seasons of life, that might be useful in certain times of your day, certain times of your week, certain times of your year. But as a, an overall philosophy, that became so unsustainable and it actually became a disservice, not just to me, but to the people who I'm serving. Because um, when we're treating our life as just a tool rather than as like a, almost like a, a lighthouse, then it it's just kind of, you start to notice that, uh, yes, you know, there's a lot of things happening in the beginning and yes, you can do it, but things start to dip down and, you know, things start to dip down again, similar to how I lost, uh, control over, you know, being able to fit into my old jeans and, you know, the impact and, and that I'm creating started to dip. And it was so, uh, unexpected. I guess I didn't expect that to happen, with that philosophy. And so I started to invest in books and, um, you know, ideas and ways and uh, just kind of creative approaches that align with what's, what's important with me right now, the values that I wanted to advance, the cause and things that I believe in, and also just the way of life that I, I'm looking to, uh, to, to be excited about, right, and to be grateful about. So, that's the third makeover is like me, right? And I, after I kind of created the, the physical space makeover, created the time makeover, I then look at, okay, how can I um, also improve, right? How can we invest in ourselves? And that I spent thousands on, you know, all of these development courses, some that are better than others, of course, but um, I think it's useful for us to be exposed and know what are some of the things that's out there that people are doing that we don't necessarily want to do? And also some of the things that are out there that few people know about that actually really does align with us, right? And we have to know that. And having a rich, almost encyclopedic knowledge of all of these things allow us to then on a daily basis have this ease in decision-making and almost to the point where things are just falling into place, like this beautiful domino effect, just lovely. So that's the third makeover, which um, I think a lot of people do first, typically, when they're trying to change things up. For me, creating the right environment, you know, the, the home studio and the time boundaries were so important because I know that if those systems aren't in place, it almost didn't matter 
what kind of, you know, investment I've made in, in developing myself. So for me, that comes actually third, surprisingly. Now, fourthly, the other makeover that you needed, um, I think, to be able to create this very beautiful, uh, you know, work from home situation and a way, in a way that still honors your time, honors the time of the people who you serve, but also honors the time of the people who you love who's around you, who believe in you, who love you, or maybe don't believe in you, but want to support you. And so for me, the fourth makeover is definitely in the health uh, space, right? In the health area. I know that there's a lot of things happening out there and it's, there's a lot and, um, and it's, it's can be kind of inundating and just kind of confusing. So I'll just share with you what did work for me, right? And how it actually did lead me to fitting back into my old jeans, right? <laughs> and not that that's a goal, but it was fun. It was really fun for me to be like, oh, I can wear this again now. This is awesome. And for me, it is definitely in the health space, and, and that's um, related to what I eat. And I've, I've been a lover of all kinds of food. I mean, some of the foods that I've absolutely loved came from, you know, I, you know my home country, uh, street vendors, it's just piping hot, you know, spicy, exciting, humble, and, and just really honest food. Um, and all the way to, you know, five-star restaurants who spent time perfecting their craft, taking time to really uh, share fresh ingredients, you know, to your table, uh, maybe even from their farm all the way to your table. I'm willing to pay handsomely for that, not a problem. And so, from the food perspective, I, I want to consider myself just as a lover of all food because I do love all of it. But the challenge when I love all of it is, of course, when I'm not watching, you know, things tend to come into my mouth. And I'm, again, I'm, I'm this petite woman, Asian woman. And so uh, maybe in my younger years, that's okay. But, you know, now it, well into adulthood, you're kind of like, okay, we got to have a healthy relationship with food. And I don't mean that we're looking for skinny. And I don't mean that we're looking for deprivation. I actually believe in really, really filling food, rich foods that get you longer miles, right? Similar to the other makeovers, I approach things from an infinite perspective. How can we have longer mileage from some of the most tasty, delicious, but also the most healthy foods that there is. So there are specifics to what I did, but, and if you want to know more, you can, you know, you can ping me and we'll chat more. I can share with you a little bit more details about what worked for me and what didn't. But as a system, the system that worked for me was definitely meal planning, you guys. And I know that there are services out there and I encourage you to check it out. For me, when I tried these meal planning services, you know, the service where essentially people come and, and deliver things to your doorstep and you get to, you know, you get to eat something that uh, they've prepared. I actually, you know, there, with the exception of a couple of them, I think I, I really didn't like the idea that I don't have selection over what comes into my doorstep. I mean, yes, there's some selection, but I feel like it's a pre-selected selection. Right. So what I did instead was I invested in time to learn about all of these beautiful ingredients, fresh things. Right. And I spent a couple of hours on the weekend 
preparing stuff for myself, you know, and just for the week. And uh, it's not daily. I actually prepared like a group of, uh, I want to say about like five to seven variations of food, snacks, right? Healthy things, homemade, power foods, superfoods. And um, I can mix it up throughout the week because I find that even when you're not doing this, this is what we do anyway when we take out, right? It's always usually a rotation of several restaurants that we like that we keep going back to, right? So it's really no different when you're thinking about your meal, thinking about your planning and your week ahead. And that's exactly what I did. And what's beautiful about this is that I get to just pick and choose every day what I'm in the mood for. And um, I, boom, I have something that's delicious and healthy at the same time. So just a fantastic way to try it. So that's the fourth space, that uh, fourth makeover that I did. And the fifth makeover that I did, and this was specific actually to my transition from going offline to online. And, um, and you know, I used to, as I mentioned at the top of the, the episode, I used to do all of my business offline with all these different people. And then I transitioned online, which is why I needed to make, do this makeover. And I realized that when I transitioned online, I wasn't really being mindful of the type of input, uh, advice, and insights that I listened to, right? And so I think this is so true. A lot of people have said this, but who you listen to uh, really does matter. So I want to encourage you to have, and again, to take ownership and be selective of who you listen to, even if it's me, right? Even if after this episode, you're like, okay, I don't resonate with, with Talia at all. That's fine. Find someone who speaks to you in a way that, uh, that really resonates with what you're trying to achieve in your life, because it's going to do wonders. And when I did that makeover, when I started to kind of put away you know, the books that no longer resonate with me or put away the, I guess, the quote-unquote, you know, uh, distant mentors that actually was a lot more toxic than I realized, speaking messages that just didn't work for my life, right? Speaking messages that I didn't really believe in and started to just kind of create a, uh, a series of, you know, places that I can uh, go to, right, seek advice, and be selective even still at that point about it, really, really changed my life, right, in addition to these other things. So I want to encourage you to do that. And if you haven't done it, do a little bit of research. And I don't think it takes more than just a weekend or so to kind of figure out, okay, who are the people whose lives, right, whose lives, whether that's uh, in a small scale, in a larger scale, whether they're just starting out a couple of years ahead of you or all the way further down, um, that you appreciate, right? The type of message that you believe in. So very, very important. And I want to absolutely encourage you guys to, to do that. So these five things and more, you guys, adopt it, adapt it, deconstruct it, make it your own, take ownership over it, have fun with it, share it with your family and friends and uh, people you work with because so, so important. If you got all of these five things right, I, I, I highly, highly doubt that, um, that you're going to be uh, stoppable. And instead, you're going to be this unstoppable force really, really a force to be reckoned with. So I'm so looking forward to seeing all of you guys being that. 
And so with that, I want to encourage you, if you've enjoyed what you listen to, what you hear, save, add, collect, follow, and subscribe to the show, right? Download this episode if you want to re-listen to it and revisit it, right? And retry it in, in the future because we're going to be sharing more things about how to really create a bigger impact in your own way. And I'm, I've said this many times, and I'm going to say it again. I don't believe that you have to be a big name to, to make a big impact in your life and in the lives of others. I believe in small giants, and I think anyone can be a small giant. And if you haven't been discovered by the people who needed you, this is definitely something that is um, a passion of mine because you deserve the recognition um, of, uh, of, of everything that you've worked for, right? It's so important. So again, hit that follow and subscribe button. Until next time, Grow Solvers, let's keep growing. 